It's a bitch hunt. 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 It might be the holidays when we're releasing this. It probably will be. It probably will be. Yeah. Because I, well, it'll be, I guess I'm not going home for a little while, so I might I might not be able to edit it until after hey. X-Mass. But X-Mass, you know. X-Mass. But then it might be Easter. <laughs> uh-huh. Might be 4th of July. You never know. I'm just glad that we're saying Merry Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long, dark time. <laughs> But a once again, the heart. we can enjoy uh, a Merry Christmas. So that, that beautiful voice that you may have heard for a moment is, uh, of course, it's Ted on the Tens. Yeah. Uh, so this may or may not be on the Tens. It will be on the Tens. We'll find a way to make it. It'll, no, tens. it'll definitely be on the Tens because we don't have any other episodes to release uh, in the meantime. We just don't know when it will be released. We just released. don't know when it will be released. Okay. Sounds good. Our last episode. But yeah, you've been asking for yeah. <laughs> our sure email inbox has been stuffed full of TED requests. So here you go. Here you go. Enjoy. This is our holiday or not holiday gift. To we you. were we were gonna we need to give him a little bit more time though because no, just let me finish this tender and then I'll be good. <laughs> I'm having breakfast. Yeah, if you're ASMR fans, Ted lean in a little bit. No, I'm not. People, I'm, I'm not, there, there are some people who really hate chewing on podcasts. It's fine, but they can just... I don't want to hurt them. Yeah, <laughs> fine, Ted. You are such and a Ted. Ted, you're a better man than we Tis are. Tis the season. Chewing in, like, 1.5 or 2 speed is fine, though. I think it's just 1 or half speed where it's gross. Well, I should hope that nobody's listening to our podcast <laughs> sped up. <laughs> They'd miss so many of the subtleties if uh, they were listening to it in real time. So if you're doing that, stop it. That means you're yeah, not a real fan. I don't understand why people ever do that, really. I experience it once in real time while we're recording, and then I edit it in double speed. <laughs> you do? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of parting the kimono there for our audience. <laughs> this changes everything I do about Will's process. I, I, and then I listen to it at 1.5 speed when, when you publish it. So I listen to it three times at, at various at speeds. At an average of 1.5 <laughs> speed, I would well, say. So which is the best speed, in your opinion? I like it at 1.5 speed. <laughs> you just Personally. want to rush to the I've got to be honest, guys. I've kind of stopped listening to our podcast after it's published. Luke. See, I'm better and than And I'm Luke. one of our few listeners, so that's not great. <laughs> no, it's going to do... That's like a serious, significant chunk of our listeners that have just admitted that they don't listen to the podcast anymore. <laughs> I have no qualms saying that I am a, a flaming narcissist who likes to listen to every single episode. I listen, yeah, I listen to every episode. So I'm doing my I part. Just, I, I just... I, I will I, say that I got in a, a big fight with our biggest fan uh, two days ago. Which one? Uh, Frank Meyer. <laughs> Frank may be disowned from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go suck it. He's literally going to, like, die when he... <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Frank, you know what you did. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, so we're not going to hear what this fight was all about? No, we're not okay. going to hear it. it doesn't, keep it mysterious. It doesn't... Uh, no. Frank we, got very upset about a movie that we saw. Is one, is Frank that, was being a... 
a, a drama dromedary. Fucking drag. He was being a real. He was being a real, a real little jabroni about it. So I had to, I had to push him around a little bit, um, which I don't feel bad about because I was in the right and he was in the wrong, and he was being overly critical. Um, so for those of you whose ears are finely attuned to the acoustic properties of the individual rooms that we all record in, mm-hmm. you may have already noticed this, so it might not even be <laughs> worth mentioning, but Jacob and Ted and I are all in the same locale, uh-huh. sitting on the very same sofa. Well, kind of. Kind of. Well. <laughs> I've moved around the corner to the love seat so that uh, we can more but properly swing the microphone. The same, the same table. We are sitting yeah. around the t- same so table. Like a big family. Like a big family at my gross table. At my lovely table. Yeah, and I'm sleeping in Ted's childhood bed as I record. <laughs> as you all knew. <laughs> doesn't even bear mentioning. <laughs> so one last quick thing uh, before we <clears throat> jump into Ted's pitch. So as those of you who listen to every episode know, last episode we had a, a wonderful guest... Not pitcher, just guest, period, on on the show. And uh, she had run one request uh, for Ted in his Ted on the Tens pitch. And that is, uh, there must be dinosaurs. I forgot about that. I got a um, <laughs> And that was supposed to be a, a surprise for Ted during the, the recording, but I broke the surprise to him a couple days ago because I was just too excited about it. <laughs> So he knows that, and he has told me that he already has a plan. I already have a considerable time travel component in this. Stage, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, perfect, perfect. perfection. Yeah, and you know what? I think with that, are, are are we all ready? Yeah, are we all ready for Ted to yeah. be on the tens? Yeah, Ted, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. I guess I'll start. Go for um, it. Okay. Um. Yeah. This. This is one of this is a pretty wild pitch. Um, oh boy! I'm excited. Okay. Well, catcher, get ready, man, to uh, to go okay. back to the backstop. Okay. As, as throw al- out the runners. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so as okay. always, I've have started in this like very strange world that requires a dense opening crawl, if you will. Yes. Um, oh, nice. So, um, all right. It is 1782. And the war for American independence is essentially over, but not if Benedict Arnold, played by Paul Giamatti, has anything to say yeah. about it. Um, Paul Giamatti is still alive. He didn't die, did he? It doesn't matter. He, he, yeah, he's okay, alive. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I, sorry, sorry for uh, no, that's okay. sidetracking you immediately. Um, no, this is um, dumpy, balding Paul Giamatti. Wonderful. Um, a, fine, a fine actor. The best kind of Paul Giamatti. The only kind of Paul but Giamatti. But I do like the idea that a just a corpse could be playing someone in Ted's movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, the timeline of the revolution, as you know, at Cornwallis's defeat at Yorktown, blah, 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 has largely played out. But um, while British public support for the war has dimmed, there are plenty of them, including King George III, who is played by Adam Driver in this movie. Mm. Wonderful, um, wonderful. They insist on continuing to fight the war as long as Arnold, Benedict Arnold, is willing to fight. And so he is, like, like a terrorist, basically. Like, he operates a bunch of, like, cells all across the country and wages kind of, like, guerrilla warfare against um, our, our many um, revolutionary heroes who are... Some of them are in this movie. Um, uh, there's uh, this... Guy, this British spy who was like famously hung 
And his name is John Andre, and his name—he's played by the French actor Jean Dujardin. What, uh, by which you mean? First off, <laughs> wonderful. Second off, could you uh, elucidate on hung? Well known. He was hung by the neck. Gotcha. Uh, oh. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> legendarily long in the penis. No, no. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well. I mean, a little, well, bit of, a little bit of both, actually, because of in this timeline, John Andre was a lover of Benedict Arnold. Oh, what actually wow. happened was Benedict Arnold was going to sell out a fort to the British, and they found notes or information to this effect on the person of John Andre. The, wow. uh, the revolutionaries did, and they hung John Andre, and Benedict Arnold escaped. Ted, I'm not only entertained, I am more knowledgeable now than mm-hmm. I was at the beginning of a, this pitch. You got I an educational that. podcast. Well, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't butt history. <laughs> right. Anyway, so he was very jaded because John Andre was his lover, Benedict Arnold's. Um, he 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 got got that dick. Um, got that dick. That that good dick. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, and so now he's just like this like deranged evil psychopath. Um, who is just, like, a prolific, like, personally, like, a murderer, an arsonist, a rapist, a kidnapper. No tactics are below oh. him. Um, wow. He's a terrible man. He's he's incredibly bad. A, a renaissance man, though. So lo- losing yeah. his good dick made him sort of break bad. He's he's fully evil now. He's fully evil. There's, okay. there's no going back. He's oh, like, goodness. think of, like, the evilest person there is. It's this oh, guy. It. It's yeah. this guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. New character, Paul Revere, played by Bill Hader. (laughs) (laughs) Good choice, Ted, good choice. Who has a personal reason to hate Benedict Arnold. Um, I don't know, like... Does he want that good dick? No. uh, No. Paul Revere is a raging heterosexual in this. (laughs) And IRL, he had like 18 kids. My goodness. I mean, wow. he had sex at least 18 <laughs> Jesus times. Christ. Well, there could have been yeah. some, some twins true. and triplets in there somewhere, but... Yeah, only tw- that's true, only two births. Maybe he had 18 at once. <laughs> 18 at once. <laughs> um, and so, like, what something, you know, Benedict Arnold likes, like, hurting the people around, like, revolutionary leaders. Um, and so, two years ago, Paul Revere and his whole extended family, his parents and his grandparents and his aunts and uncles, they were having a, a Boston Christmas... And one of Benedict Arnold's agents burned the house down, and Paul Revere and his wife and children escaped, but many of his other family were killed, and so he's very angry. Damn. He's very sad. He killed his parents. Um, Paul Revere's wife and his many children are now in hiding. He has not seen them for two years, and he does not himself know where they are. They're not in this movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Ted. <laughs> They're not uh, even I was hoping that you would have to choose an actor for each of the 18 children. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was prepared to challenge you on that. Find 18 child actors. <laughs> oh, they, they wait. They just all wait, be wait, played wait, by wait, Jacob wait. Tromblay. So, so that all this time you're saying Paul Revere had 18 children, not Bill Hader. <laughs> um, well, I, don't I was wanna, like, I don't want to speak for Bill. I was on the cusp of like reaching for Wikipedia. Like, man, I want to know the names of all of Bill yeah. Hader's 18 children. <laughs> Bill Hader's only got a baker's dozen. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Up to speed now. So Paul Revere is works in espionage, fighting Arnold at his own game, and he works with uh, his best friend and mentor, uh, Colonel Porpington. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to take a, a while. Actually, a fictional character okay. for this movie. <laughs> um, Colonel Porpington. 
Edmonton is played by Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, uh, okay, so they, um, so at the beginning of the movie, they have kind of, they execute a plot that they, a scheme that they've been working on to capture or kill Arnold. Um, they sort of allowed him to steal a cache of explosives, but they were, I don't know, following him or whatever. Um, hit, uh, Benedict Arnold wants to take the explosives to the Carolinas to begin a new campaign with his most feared lieutenant, uh, who is a real person named um, Tarleton. Um, That's a real person? Yeah, he was like, he was, I don't know, they, 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 they thought he was a real dick. Like, he wouldn't let people surrender and would just kill them. Um, oh. He's the oh. main, the, uh, like, stand-in for him is, like, the bad guy in The Patriot. Oh. I think they call him Tavington in that movie. Because the, the real name is just too silly. <laughs> Tarleton is a lot sillier than Tavington. <laughs> They're both pretty silly. But um, okay. That, yeah. Anyways, this character is played by Rami Malek. <clears throat> Wonderful. Um... And so there's sort of a long horse carriage chase, um, and then Arnold... The the chase is long in duration, or the carriages are long? (laughs) Both. Limousine carriages. (laughs) Um, And at at the end of it, Arnold gets off his... He gets on his ship to slip away, but the explosives somehow go off, and he's blown off the ship and um, presumably killed. Oh my... Um, so with the Benedict Arnold threat neutralized, a trio of negotiators goes to England to negotiate uh, a peace. Um, this is George Washington, played by John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benjamin Franklin, played by Danny Glover. And, um, Patrick Henry, played by Tom Hiddleston. Um, and so they go to England to begin negotiations to end the war. However, work for Colonel Porpington and Paul Revere has actually just begun. Um, so Porpington is like, Paul, I, I, got, I got some stuff I got to tell you. Okay. okay. And so he leads Paul Revere into a secret facility built beneath Independence Hall in Philadelphia, where he explains that he didn't, he knows this somehow, that if Arnold was ever to be captured or killed... Tarleton uh, would execute a, a terrible plan. They don't know what it is. They need to find this out. Oh, dear. Um, to destroy the coming peace between the British and the Americans permanently. They're going to do something that will make the British so angry that they will, costs whatever, like, be damned. You know, they'll bring their full might to destroying the fledgling American country. So the fate of the nation is at stake. Ted, would you allow us Damn, a moment Ted. for each one of us to come up with something that would be so horrible as to, yeah, as sure. to cause that? I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got one yeah. thing. It might be small potatoes, but I think it's pretty devastating. So they go down to this facility, and they find Nicolas Cage down there. Yes. Scrounging around for some artifacts, and then they just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, pretty heinous. I'm trying to think. What? Let's let's do an educated guess here. Britain, they didn't really. America at that point, small potatoes. They they were expanding their their empire elsewhere. So maybe like a threat to their their empire in some sort of way. Maybe they like steal back um, the the Her Majesty's secret Jewel. Pacific Islands or something. Oh, you know. 
Um, those are good ideas. I was thinking that perhaps I guess it's a, His Majesty at this point. It is His Majesty. You're right. I was thinking there would be maybe they would go down to the bunker and there would be a political cartoon so devastating that it would just it would cause, <laughs> cause the dissolution of the United Kingdom. The wit, the wit too much. The wit would be simply simply too biting. <laughs> Yeah. Something about, uh, like, a picture of the king with big old buck teeth and sipping on tea, but on the tea yeah. cup, it would say it was actually poo. Maybe they, they're, uh, their official position is that Jaffa cakes are a biscuit and not a cake. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's good to have Will here. Will lived in England for a year, so he can... <laughs> that would make a lot of people really should mad. have consulted him. <laughs> All right, Ted. Um, well, yeah, I'll be interested to see if you think that the idea that I've come up with is something that would really make them so angry. <laughs> okay. Um, it can't be worse than the Jaffa cakes, but go <laughs> on, Ted. Um, okay, and so... <clears throat> so, Porpington tells <laughs> Paul Revere <laughs> that his mission is to find um, the uh, hiding and very dangerous uh, Tarleton. Okay. Uh, and so... How how shall I accomplish this? I am known as Paul Revere, um, and um, oh shit, you know, like like, and then you know, how, how how will this work? Like, you know, why is this my mission? Um, is that the internal monologue of Paul Revere it's being the laid extra bare? <laughs> the external monologue. It's, it's him talking to poor gotcha, gotcha, Also, is this gotcha. a secret mission? Because I feel like Paul Revere, of all people, would be very bad at a secret mission. <laughs> He's kind of known historically for being very loud and outward <laughs> with his. His patriotism as his Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another reason that's a well, good casting choice. Anyways, so at this point, <laughs> the Canadian actor Colm Fiore enters, and you might know Colm Fiore as um, Dr. Malcolm Walsh from the iconic action movie Face Off. Oh, it's been a minute oh, since yeah. I've seen that. And Dr. Walsh is dressed in a strange um, white lab coat that, uh, well, it's strange to Paul Revere. And then he leads Revere into through a door in the secret facility under Independence Hall into a wholly modern laboratory. And the thing is, is wow. that this isn't just the actor who played Dr. Malcolm Walsh from Face Off. This film exists in the Face Off universe. This Whoa. is Dr. Cool. Ted, you just blew our faces <laughs> off. Um, the movie is called Face Off Bells of Freedom. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, so first off, Ted, incredible and a great title, but that's going to spoil a major plot point if that's the title of the movie. Well, <laughs> people won't have that same wonderful, harmonious realization that we just had. Yeah, it's true. It also makes the bit that I introduced about Nick Cage being down at the lab way more confusing. <laughs> I know. I was like, how do I react to this? I'm Nick Cage. Oh, man. And I was, here I was thinking that you should have made um, Benedict Arnold, uh, you know, John, John Travolta, Travolta or something. <laughs> And now, now I'm just kicking myself for not bringing that up. I wanted to pick, um, once I had the face-off idea, I wanted to pick two actors who I thought were, like, really weird, mm -hmm. and also whose physiques were just, like, incredibly different. Um, so that's why you picked John Cena and Paul Giamatti? 
Well, it's Paul Giamatti and Bill Hader. <laughs> gotcha. John Cena plays George Washington. <laughs> uh, how is he not going to be a great big part of this? He's a great big man, and also he's he's G Dubs. Well, um, you'll see. Okay. Okay. All right. Go on, Ted. Okay. So they take Paul Giamatti's face off and put it on Bill Hader's face. <laughs> um, yep. This gets a little dicey. And Dr. Walsh is a time-traveling face-off doctor mm-hmm. who has brought his face-off lab to 1782 because he sensed it was needed. And Porpington just, like, accepts this at face value. This now. doesn't seem dicey to me at all. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty on the level, Ted. <laughs> so Porpington orders Revere as Arnold to go to the Carolinas to find Tarleton. And so he goes to the Carolinas and follows the the bloody trail of some of Tarleton's boys and is briefly captured by some of his brigands. However, uh, and this is a new character named um, Spigot. (laughs) Um, Spigot, uh, played by Jesse Plemons, Mm -hmm. recognizes Arnold as, like, their boss and is like, like, excuse me, and, like, he immediately frees them. And then so then Benedict Arnold, like, er... Revere as Arnold, like, kind of falls in with this group, and, like, this is the part of the movie where Nick Cage is like, 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 what have I become? You know, sure. like, like, I am Castor Troy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens pretty early with them. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, the, 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 I don't know. There's, there's like, a whole thing that happens in this movie after the face-off part of this movie happens. Gotcha. This These were, like, s- simpler times. People lost their sanity much more quickly. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose so. Well, the, it's also a very stressful time I mean, he's, time he's, in he's walking to these places, so he's walked from Philadelphia all the way to the Carolinas. Uh, he's walked know? there? He doesn't even have a horse? Well, he... <laughs> What about those he's long carriages? He doesn't have any long carriages. They're not discreet enough. This is a spy mission. <laughs> um, you know, he's got to stay off the road. He can cut across country easily enough, but, you know. By walking. Yeah. yeah it's just... Sometimes he has a horse. Like, I don't know, guys. It takes a few months. Um, <laughs> Ted, okay. no, Ted, the logic's sound. The logic's sound. Go you. on. Um, That's generous. And so then he asks them, he's like, can you take me to Tarleton? I need to see him. And they're like, like, what? You just missed him. He <laughs> left. Um, he was going to Philadelphia to execute your plan because we thought you were dead. Oh, and he yeah. was like, like, he has to walk back to Philly now. <laughs> it's the walking back to Philly with Spigot and the and Spigot's boys that is the kind of like, what have I become? There, okay. Of the movie, like, uh, like, because they keep being like, like, there's a house. Why don't we go burn it down? And he's like, I, I, he's like, I don't really want to do that. And they're like, like, what are you, not Benedict Arnold? And I thought you were a violence boy. I understand, I understand it completely now. So Ted. it's then there's a section of it that's like kind of a weird road comedy. Love um, it. And then so then the part of the reason for all this walking is so that the negotiators can sail to and from England. Uh. And so they sail to England and um, and they have like there's like I don't know this is going to be intercut with the Porpington Revere stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, Adam Driver is King George III, and he's just kind of this, like, weird little, like, easily, like, pleased brat, kind of. And he agrees to very generous peace terms because he likes them so much. In particular, Benjamin Franklin. He just loves Benjamin Franklin. It's Danny Glover. It wouldn't be... (laughs) And so, because he is just, like, so happy with, with all of this, he... George is... makes a magnanimous offer. He's like, like, you know what? I'll go to Philly. We'll do the treaty there. Wow. Um, Whoa. It's kind of hard to imagine Adam Driver as well pleased. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he. But it's not hard to imagine him being like an immature 
kind of sniveling little. little it's not fellow. hard to imagine him as pretty much anything. The guy is a is a quality actor. He is a quality I'm just actor. Gonna, I'm just going to come out and say it. Adam Driver is a good actor. I don't care what you want to say. He's pretty good. No qualms here. No qualms. No qualms. Uh, Pitch Hunt fans, if you're out there, please email us pictures of you doing the uh, Kylo Ren Adam Driver shirtless challenge. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post them on our social media. We'll post them on our social media. We'll do it ourselves. Maybe. Definitely. I don't remember. What is the Kylo Ren shirtless challenge? I I, I, I... be shirtless? Be shirtless? Uh, just give it a Google. Okay. I'm going to give it a Google right now as Ted continues with this pitch. Okay. So, it will not surprise fans of the original face-off to know that at a certain point, Benedict wakes up and is very surprised to find that not only is his face missing, he is in this modern laboratory, but he almost immediately gets the gist of what's going on, and he realizes <laughs> that... By putting on Paul Revere's face. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We just uh, we just realized what the Kylo just came Ren across a photo of John, John Mayer himself John doing Mayer the Kylo Ren shirtless the, challenge. The, the challenge, and boy, does he look good. His body is a wonderland. His body is a wonderland. <laughs> All right. All right, shocked. So, yeah, he's all up to speed. Well, yeah. He's dazed and confused. The, the face-off things happen. The yeah. bad guy wakes up and his face is off. Yeah. And so he insists that Dr. Walsh puts um, Revere's face on him. And so then they're playing each other. I see. Um, Dr. Walsh, you would think, like, would have been smart enough to bring some future weapons. But he was not. He only has his medical equipment. Mm-hmm. And so, but fortunately, at a point after he's put his face back on, he has a... He presses his time travel button, and he and his laboratory um, vanish. Oh, um, man. Oh, boy. Whoa, no. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah. So, how will they put their I don't know how they'll put their faces back on. Quick point of order, Ted. Yeah. The less you touch the table, the better, because it squeaks a lot when you touch it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing nonstop squeaks over <laughs> That's here. That's going to be fun to it's edit. It's going to be a fun challenge for no, a while. I'll, it'll be fine. We'll just have a squeaky episode. <laughs> Well, no squeaky no more, guys. Okay. I'm sorry. Faces are on each other. Okay. Dude, the, the laboratory has just disappeared, Ted. That was such a cliffhanger. Yes. Where did it go? Where are the dinosaurs, I, Ted? Yeah. Is my Jacob. follow-up question. Jacob, they'll be there. What was the nefarious plot? Did you already Jacob, explain all that? Of your, no, 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 I didn't. No, no. All okay. of your questions will be answered. All right. Okay. Also, I'd like to clarify for the listeners out there, when the time machine starts to function, it just makes a bunch of squeaks. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
this, this, you know, I, I brought sound effects for this. So any background squeaks that you heard throughout the entire episode were also the time machine. Yeah. It's been there the whole time. It was just it was revving up. It has been there the whole time, right? That's a little Easter egg. Yeah. Okay. So the negotiators, that is again... John Cena, Danny Glover, and Tom Hiddleston. God, what a team. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> and Patrick Henry um, return. And um, so then I'm going to shoehorn how that a, a plot about how Patrick Henry and Bill Hader or Paul Revere are friends. Um, okay. And so the way that Arnold as Revere pulls this off is, like, very stupid. He just, like... T- walks up to Porpington and Porpington is like, like, what? You're back. And he's like, like, yeah, no plot. We're totally fine. Like, like nothing to worry about. I took care of it. That um, doesn't make him suspicious at all. Yeah. Well, then also, um, you know, he starts, he, he starts getting in touch with Tarleton, who is coming to him, anyways. Um, and he's like, like, all right, I've got a new plan. We'll, we'll see what it is. Um, and, um, and Patrick Henry, um, who is friends with, uh. Paul Revere finds these communications and is like, like either you're a traitor or you're not my friend. And oh. then we have to see Bill Hader kill Tom Hiddleston. Oh no! Oh, I don't like to see one hot man killing a much hotter man. <laughs> really, that's like my ultimate, but my ultimate king. Wait, wait, which one of these guys is hotter in your book? I think Hiddleston is hotter. I think Bill Hader. I think Hader's hot, but Hiddleston. Oh, but I Hiddleston disagree. I I don't disagree at all. I don't disagree either. Yeah, Bill Hader is a. He's a hunk of man, but Tom Hiddleston is—he's the whole—he's the whole animal. That's true. He just—he looks unpleasant to me. I mean, I don't know. and Bill Hader looks like a, a warm ray of sunshine. He does look like a warm ray of sunshine, but warm ray of sunshine isn't the same thing as a as a hottie with a body, right? Yeah, I'm willing to say. All that right. Well, I'm going to take the high road here, and we can just agree to disagree, and I'll fart on your pillow in defiance. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I forgot that you were in my room. I'm willing. I'm willing yep. to say that of the in the if you were to line up all the the gorgeous men in this movie by attractiveness, I think both Bill Hader and Tom Hiddleston would fall somewhere in the 60th percentile. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe a little after Paul Giamatti. A little bit. More. He's Paul Giamatti's number one for me, and it's not He's even got close. that dad bod. I mean, don't forget that Jason Momoa is in this movie, guys. I haven't I forgotten. Mean, Warpington fucks. I, a lot, guys. Yeah. I, like explicitly and graphically in this film, all the time. Okay. Yeah. So like every time somebody has to meet up with him, they walk in on him, and he's not even and the wall. Fu- the well hung doing one it. doing the stanky while, leg while giving the exposition. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, there's a lot of Momoa peen in this. <laughs> That's good. But so far, no dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I'm just going to tell you, there's a point where we reach, like, the climax, um, which will be very clear, and that's when the dinosaurs come in. So you can keep asking about them, or you could wait until okay. it's the, the part where they come in. I'm not too good at understanding when climax... That's something you may need to work on, Jacob. <laughs> that's a personal problem. Uh, All right, go on, Ted. Okay, um... And so, between Patrick Henry's mysterious murder and Paul Revere's mysterious behavior, Colonel Porpington is very suspicious now. And so, he, you know, kind of investigates around the lab area, and he he, he sort of, he guesses at what has happened, but he also finds a journal that Dr. Walsh left behind. And this leads him to uncover an even deeper plot. My goodness. Yes. Oh. This, 
This movie would collapse under its own weight. It, it would. Can, can you take a moment <laughs> and rank all of the plots by their depth so far, Ted? This just to plot catch the that Corpington first uncovered is the deepest plot and relates to the time travel. And then the second all deepest right. plot is, I would say, the new plot that Tarleton and uh, Benedict Arnold have. Uh-huh. And the, the least deep plot is Running the, up the top first three. plot. Gotcha. That well, that's they, saying something, because okay. yeah. that's still a pretty deep plot. I said at the top of this episode that I don't re-listen to them, but I'm going to have to re-listen to this one to catch up in, in point five speed so that you can <laughs> take notes to it. Yeah, I slow it down for my people. I would be lying if I said that I have been following any of this. <laughs> I understand most of this, although the one thing that I don't wait. So it, the the Bill Hader killing. Hiddleston. That was because he got exposed as being Bill Hader by and being Benedict by, by being, being Paul Giamatti by uh, b- by Patrick by Tom Hiddleston by Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. yeah. And okay. At any point in this movie, Ted, are they going to go to modern times and Bill Hader is going to meet the celebrity Bill Hader? Oh, because what a, what a goof that would right. be. I mean, like, wow. like like I said, guys, like like the the like the climate. There's a lot going on, and there's there's a lot up in the air. There's a lot of room for 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 input. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, in fact, I really need your help. I have no idea how to land this ship. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well, we're the ones you need. Wow. Yeah. All okay. right. We need Sully Sullenberger to be on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Keep that okay. in mind. <laughs> New guest. Oh yeah. Okay. So space <laughs> and um, Revere as Arnold um, catch up to Tarleton just outside of Philly, and this is kind of Rami Malek's main scene in the movie, and. We will. We the audience will know that they that he knows who this Arnold actually is when he sees him, and so it'll it'll be just agonizing for the audience, like watching a, a, a train wreck that you can't stop in slow motion. Um, and so Malik is just going to kind of toy with him for a while, and then eventually he'll be like, like I, I know who you are, and then uh, Arnold as Revere will step out. Um, and it'll be the part where Nicolas Cage sees that John Travolta has put his own face on. Gotcha. And, yeah. So gotcha. That's, that's that beat. If you haven't caught on to this, listeners, it would be a good idea to watch Face Off before you listen yeah. to the, this yeah. episode. Because... And really, it's one of the best movies in the world. It's an so oldie but goodie. You should be watching you it. You should regardless. be watching it's it. It's no The Rock, but it's it's close. <laughs> it's really close. Yeah. Um, okay. So then... The two bad guys, Tarleton and Arnold, are together, and they explain their two plots. Um, so they they say their first plot, which was the lamest one, they said, like, so they knew that if peace negotiations ever started, George III, the impressionable George III, would like Benjamin Franklin so much that he would insist on ratifying the peace treaty in Philadelphia. <laughs> their assessment of human character is incredibly precise. Yeah. Gotcha. Um... And so they originally planned to blow up Independence Hall with George in it, which oh. the British could, you know, murdering uh, their king, they could only respond to with war. Uh-huh. However, once Benedict Arnold realized that he could speak as Paul Revere, noted revolutionary leader, he has a much better idea to really piss the British off. He is going to have Paul Revere, he's going to call the king a blunderbuss in front of a big crowd. Oh, oh man. man. That's we'll worse than... Yeah. yeah. That is... Devastating! Oh my yeah. goodness! Can there be like a uh, a, a like uh, m- sort of um, Mission Impossible slash like Ocean's Eleven sort of like um, oh like a, a fast forward while these plans are being uh, conceived and like in each fast forward somehow the Liberty Bell gets cracked. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> like just as like a totally irre- irrelevant sort of side shot. <laughs> and can Danny DeVito be one of the people that's carrying the Liberty Bell? Because we need, we need some DeVitts in this movie. Yeah, we should actually have the whole Always Sunny crew yeah. in this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. we've, 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 we've essentially landed it at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So they'll be having these, like, peace negotiations and, like, some meeting, and, like, Arnold, as Revere, is waiting for the time to call the king a blunderbuss. Mm-hmm. However, Ugh. in the middle of this meeting, a very flustered Porpington will enter <laughs> and explain his findings. Will he be hanging dong? Will he come he in, will be hanging in the nude? He, yes. Okay. He will be holding a person... <laughs> In the air, and they will be 69ing while he is explaining. <laughs> He'll be explaining it. Never mind. He'll take breaks from talking. All right. So, what's this movie rated, Ted? Um, PG 13, I was thinking. <laughs> um, okay. So, first, Porpington will explain to an extremely baffled King George III this face switching thing and that, like, what, it, what has happened there. And then somehow he will prove it. I I don't know how he can do that. Um, okay. But maybe they're but, identifying but, but, scars. But, but then he'll say, yeah, identify, yeah, yeah. Also that like we know that Benedict Arnold is short and squat, Paul Giamatti, and this is just <laughs> short and squat um, <laughs> with Paul Revere's face. <laughs> you know. Um, anyways, maybe all members of the British. Uh, infantry or whatever they're like they've got a very specific tattoo of the mm. queen the queen mother or something on their on face their, on their left butt cheek on their left butt cheek and it, it turns out that it's on the right butt cheek for all the allies i mean all of yeah. the rebels <laughs> and what's great about that is more more butts yeah yeah i mean we can see we, like i mean butts. we can That's film true. a lot of butts and this movie's really movie. gonna be pushing that PG-13 are, you, boundary. are you just upset that we didn't include you in the erotic thriller episode so you're trying to uh, yeah that or the, or, or the body or the body swap episode yeah um, well we can come back around to those eventually we're gonna run out of genres to do so we're gonna have to do a good sequels job finding there, we still have a lot in the chamber well, we're going to get to subgenres here in oh, a yeah. second. You know? I mean, we've already kind of been doing subgenres. Yeah. Sub subgenres. Sub sub. Yeah. This is a highly sophisticated podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, so, back to Porpington. <laughs> um, so, he says, like, now the thing is, King George III, like, you may have th- thought that this time travel face switching thing was strange, but that's not even the really important part. <laughs> And he says, like, so I started thinking about this mysterious time-traveling face-off doctor who arrived from the future, and I started to think, I'm not sure about this guy. And then he reveals the contents of his journal, and he says, like, you know, I don't really understand it, but this isn't Dr. Walsh. It's actually a man called Troy. And then um, the time lab reappears, in this time in the middle of Independence Hall, and Dr. Walsh is there. But he isn't Dr. Walsh. He's Caster Troy with Dr. Walsh's face. Oh, my God. Um, so who's Caster Troy? Nicholas Cage. Oh, the, Nicholas the one who Cage. Nicholas Cage and then John Travolta. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay, man. The yeah, one yeah. who starts as Nicholas Cage <laughs> in Face Off. Oh! I've been pretending to be an expert in Face Off this whole time, but it really has been about 15 years. Oh, since I was Wait, maybe we same just here. Watch face off. <laughs> we watch Face Off. Yeah. We'll, we, we'll we do like watch a, Face Off. We'll start it at the same time with Luke, and then we can talk, talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll finish up the episode when we're done. But everyone can listen along as we watch <laughs> Face Off together right. for two yeah. hours. Interrupt <laughs> for the two-hour Face Off. All right, everybody, watch Face Off now. Okay, now there's some theme music playing. Please recommend your friends to listen to our podcast. We'd really love it. It would mean a lot if they give us a shot. Sometimes there's songs. Okay, we're back. Welcome back. That was a uh, man. That was a I forgot great how good one. that movie I love was. That movie. Yeah. My favorite yeah. part was when. Good thing we watched it on eight times speed. <laughs> Does that math add up? Yeah. No. Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> yes. Please email us, guys. We'd really like some emails. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. This is where it really starts to fall. Uh, where I really start to lose it. But. Okay. Um, so Capture Troy explains to them that he was like, like, you got me, and this hasn't gone at all how I planned. And he says that his real plan was to sort of make a, you know, he made this time machine and got the face-off doctor and got his face and learned his tools of, the, of his face-offing trade. And so far, so good. Okay, yeah. so he's become a new face-off person. Yeah, and, and why he needed to pose to these people who would have no idea who he is, <laughs> is only so that it's a surprise for the audience. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe there's some conflict going on in his native time- timeline that requires him to... He can't. Maybe like, he feels like he needs to be there, so he yeah. gives his face to his little brother and has his... Well, he goes, yeah. Yeah. So that he can appear to be so there. There's uh-huh. some, like, crazy, like, three-way face sw- switching going on in this, probably. Because, yeah. you know, you always got to make it more complicated with a sequel. Or Got to get a little nasty with it. Yeah. Yeah. Ted. Yes. So when you revealed your title, for me, that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that should also happen for the audience. Like, the, it should be titled something different. Some red herring titles oh. that when you're watching this movie, you could call it Bells of Liberty for like the yeah, we could just call it that. But then, but then it, but then it turns out the title card actually comes in like I mean, I assume this is like a, a three or four hour long movie, <laughs> sure. so probably Very like long movie. <laughs> probably like hour yeah, you know, at 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 like the the the, the hundred hundred minute mark yeah. maybe yeah. it comes in. And there should be an intermission time yeah. where the audience can go out to and yeah. get some snacks in the lobby discuss and discuss theories. what they've just seen. What are all these plots? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. since Quentin does that, half people of them will like just it. be yeah. like, Excuse me. What is Face Off? I've never seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very bad brand. Well, we can do some crazy, like. No studio would let you make a Face Off sequel and not tell people that it's a Face Off sequel. <laughs> well, you can do, an, you can do some crazy. Some crazy 21st century surveillance state shit where you like find people who like face off and just advertise to them on the online oh yeah you know no doubt yeah this this works really well Members we've got we've got the, the the meta of this movie as well as the the movie we got the marketing <laughs> yeah we got everything going find everybody on the john woo fan page on facebook and yeah just target the shit out of them yeah this is great 
This is good. Okay. There are no issues here, Ted. Go on. Thank you. I didn't think there were any issues either. I don't know why I said that I thought there were issues earlier. I was wrong. <laughs> um, so what Castro Troy really wanted to do was he wanted to go back to sort of the very beginnings of America and sort of fuck with it in such a way that it would be sort of a, a Castro Troy themed country. <laughs> and that they would be like waiting for Castro Troy to be born. Like it's like a like it's like like a like a prophet arriving. Right. Like yeah. like yeah. And so right. that by the time he is born in nineteen seventy, they will basically like worship him as a god. I would assume that and it's so, before nineteen seventy. Yeah. But or whenever he was born. Yeah. Um and the country will instead, you know, be called Castro Heights. Yes, yes. Um, So how is he going to? Yeah. Okay. Go on. How is he going to do that? Well, he he says like, unfortunately, it didn't go very well, and none of this is going as I wanted to. Sure. Um, and he says like, yeah. So I don't really know what to do here, but like, this is very interesting. All of this, isn't it? And so, (laughs) little wink to the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And so, for his own reasons, he. Begins pressing the time travel button, and he takes Independence Hall through the location of Independence Hall at various time periods. Wonderful. One of which can be the dinosaurs. So Ted, you need to dwell on that a little bit, though. You can't just say it. Independence yeah, Hall yeah. is in the time of dinosaurs and say that that counts as you having dinosaurs in your movie. Yeah, I was hoping Caster Troy would appear riding on the back okay, of the right, Velociraptor. Right, right. mm. um, sh- sure. Um, that's, that's good. I, here, maybe I, I, okay. So maybe he's he he's like like um okay. Here's what he says. Okay. Like like the only well, the, my plan is really fucked, and so the only thing I can do is now kill all of you British and American leadership. Yikes! Ah, uh, to make just um, and so he takes them back to the dinosaurs where. He has already successfully made the dinosaurs think that he is a god. <laughs> um, yes, and so um. And so then there's a big action scene in Independence Hall with dinosaurs. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, dinosaurs Now the thing muskets. is, is that like not only is Castro Troy all of these people's enemies, but Benedict Arnold and Paul Revere are also each other's mortal enemies. Right. I was wondering um, if that was going to be resolved. So all I know is that at the end of a very long action sequence, both uh, Benedict Arnold and Castro Troy are killed when the Liberty Bell falls on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and, and, and maybe that's how it cracks. Benedict Arnold's <laughs> dick is so big that it cracks Liberty Bell yeah. in its uh, er, death erection. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. And then it's well thought it, out. It, And so Colonel Porpington... It, <laughs> also in his death erection, it's making the bell toll. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and so all of our favorites are here, guys. Like, John Cena is here, and so we could see, like, John Cena, like, having, like, a fist fight with, like, a Tyrannosaurus or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, which just justified putting John Cena in yeah. the movie Absolutely. In the first I was going to say, if you have John Cena in your movie, it's like when you introduce a gun in the first act, it must be fired by the third yeah. act. You have introduced John Cena, so he better be fighting a yeah. T-Rex by the time we get to the end of this movie. Okay, so, but, um... And then Jason Momoa will get to kill Rami Malek. Um, they'll have their own little side fight, like a B-plot. Um, and then King George just, like, sits there just, like, absolutely bewildered. Like, he has, <laughs> has no idea what's going on. <laughs> the revolutionaries are able to adapt to their surroundings, but King George has just lived this <laughs> gilded life and doesn't know anything outside of the palace. I think it tracks. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's basically what yeah. it is. Um, and so then... um. 
once they kill all of their enemies, then um, the dinosaurs, free from Castro Troy's spell, start to just leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then they are snapped back to, this time, 2019 or, or whatever, uh-huh. 1997, whenever face-off is actually set. Sometime in the 90s, I think. Um, and so then the real Dr. Walsh, who has no face... Walks up to oh my. The, the founders, and he's like, "Like, thank you, for, like not just for founding the country, but also getting rid of my enemy, Castor Troy." <laughs> and so, fortunately, they will realize that although they were crushed by the Liberty Bell, the actual faces of Paul Revere and um, Doctor Walsh were intact. Oh, and so, first, Doctor Walsh puts his own face back on. <laughs> he does the surgery and puts Bill Hader's face back on Bill Hader. And then the handsomest man in the movie, <laughs> the handsomest Face surviving again. man in the movie. And then he sends he sends them all back to well, it's now 1783, which was actually the year that the treaty was signed because of I all see. the walking and the same mm-hmm. time passed. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Makes sense. And so, an extremely bewildered King George the Third is like, like, all right, like we'll do this fucking piece, but like I this sucked and I don't ever want to hear the word Philadelphia again. I don't like it here. I'm never leaving my home again. Oh my god, <laughs> what if we're gonna call this the Treaty of Paris instead <laughs> Instead of the Treaty of Philadelphia. Which is what it's actually called. <laughs> yeah. And then King George the Third, this is the origins of the madness of King George the Third and wow. what if he, the founding of the He's country. gotta I mean he's gotta punch through something. Maybe he punches through the Liberty Bell to create the crack. <laughs> Every two cracks on the Liberty Bell? One from the boner, one from the... Well, bar. maybe yeah. the... the they're, uh, judging by this pitch, there are like 50 cracks on this bell <laughs> at this point. So one, one more, more can do yeah. Well, we only ever see it from the front. There could be cracks on the back. That's true. That's a good point. Very good point. I actually don't remember. <laughs> you maybe can go around the Liberty Bell. Yeah, you, you can sure definitely you can. walk around it. We saw it once. But there are probably cracks on the inside that you can't see. That's probably no. I, that's I true. doubt they'd let you stick your head inside of and it. And cracks in the little on the little you know the little bell dong thing. That, the little yeah. What is that called? But you know what doesn't have any cracks yeah. in it. This rock solid right. pitch. I, it's the larynx of the of the bell. I think the uvula. Yeah. The bell. The bull. Yeah. No, never mind. Never on. Everybody else has moved on. <laughs> Maybe the the dong. It's called the dong. Called I think. Dong. <laughs> okay. The dong. Go on. All right. Uh, well, that no, that's all. The country has been founded. Um, the day has been saved. Uh, all of our villains are dead, and um, you know the founders took a very strange secret to the grave with them. Also, oh, they do decide to keep this secret. Yes. Yeah. So this does this happen on in our current timeline? Um, I, I guess the idea is that basically, like, it all worked out in the end. It basically ended up this, the country was founded the same year, and it was called the Treaty of Paris. You know, I yeah. I, I understand that. The yeah. only two relevant details. A, a, a really good, mm, like, a, a little breadcrumb that you could leave at the end is that, like, the founders. Maybe they took a dump. Well, that would that would be good. <laughs> I don't know if the mic caught, picked that up. Said maybe they took a dinosaur back with them. Maybe they did take a dinosaur back with them, or maybe. They did sort of keep this, take the secret with them to the grave, but maybe also they shared it with a select group of Illuminati or something, uh, or, or yeah. like Masons or, or like or QAnon. Yeah, so we, we could put, we, we could <laughs> put a sequel to this movie, and like like so Nicolas Cage hasn't been in this movie at all. You know, he's been played by. Cold well, he, he okay, I see and and, and yeah. so and now Castro Troy is dead, so we could have a sequel to this movie that is set in the National Treasure universe. <laughs> 
that is about yes, Nicholas Cage uncovering <laughs> that was this the only missing element. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, um, and then John Travolta can be the bad guy in that movie. That's phenomenal. That's actually really good. Yeah, I, I think that there there needs to be a secret society, a shadowy secret society that knows the real truth. Okay, um, right, and also uh, you should throw some aliens in there somewhere just for good um, measure. Well, maybe in the National Treasure one, they can fast, they can time travel to the future after where there oh, are aliens who yeah. colonized the Earth. I like that. Or lizard people. Or to the deep past when aliens visited the ancient Egyptians and built Stonehenge. Yeah, that's if a good point. Ancient aliens is to be believed, which it is. It's, it's factual. It's yeah, factual. it's a factual program. It's on the History Channel. <laughs> they also they brought the Allspark to <laughs> to the world too. So yeah, what you basically pitched Ted is a beginning of every single great movie franchise, and I mean great movie franchise. <laughs> <laughs> only the, what, only what the if, best. What if at the end of this National Treasure 3 he finds a Sith Wayfinder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler alert. But not really. It's a thing. It's in, just that's a thing. a thing in the movie. It's just a thing in the movie. That's very true. All right. Well, we. Well, thank yeah. you, Ted. Yeah, Ted. Thanks, guys. I, I think I that might have been your best pitch. I kind of thought so, too. I didn't. I, yeah, thanks. Thanks for agreeing with me. I was you're, you're only getting better. That was so twisty, and I really am going to have to listen back because <laughs> I was only barely following the plot <laughs> because I was so caught up in each new development. Most of it's walking. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of walking. <laughs> so. um, can I just plug myself for a second? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I gave you, you of course. Ted, but Ted, first, first, we got to show. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. Most Absolutely, definitely. for sure. We're gonna walk walk this all the way to Independence Hall and jackhammer through the floor. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna ride on a horse, decrying it from the <laughs> f- to the streets. Yes, and we'll pitch it. We'll ship it. We'll ship it. Yeah, it'll be it's, difficult to remember. It's that. an honor to be shipped, guys. Yeah. Anyway, Nobody please plug plug, plug away. Okay. Um. So I gave you people a, a Twitter handle last time I was on. It's not my handle anymore. I changed it what? to at Grumpy Movie Boy. Oh, wow. You're brand. official now. Sure. And yes. That is also my website. Ooh. I rarely maintain. Um, <laughs> GrumpyMovieBoy.com? Dot WordPress. Dot Word. GrumpyMovieBoy.wordpress.com. We, um, we're, we are going to put a, a link to that on our Pitch Hunt website. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I wrote an article for Inverse.com recently. Wonderful. Um, you can find it in my Twitter somewhere. Um, give it clicks so that they hire me again. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. I, uh, I did click on it, and I gave it a read. And it's a wonderful breakdown of some of the best years from the past decade. And, you know, how they deal with class struggle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, that's what it was about. I will definitely read that. I didn't know that that was a thing, Ted. It's a thing. It's very, it's well, very well written, as always with yeah. Ted. I clicked on all the embedded advertisement too, and bought <laughs> yeah. all of the things that were being advertised. <laughs> that, that's I really retweeted. <laughs> you did loot that. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, well, I think that about wraps up. Yeah. The third. Uh, third edition. Yeah. Shall we say of Ted on the tens? And it did not disappoint, as it never does. Yeah. 
Are we doing that? We were going to do fantasy a little while ago. Yeah, we should probably do that eventually. Also, we need we do need to have Frank on the podcast, yeah. and I'm going to say that on this episode. So yeah, we so we'll probably do that. Do we'll probably do that next episode, right? We're all we, here. Yeah, we might do that, but we might Frank, really stop sucking later. on that yeah. egg. And you don't want too many Myers. Get ready to be on the show. <laughs> Walk up your feet. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Um, let's plug ourselves, though. Where do you find us? At pitch underscore hunt on social media, which. I have not been maintaining, but uh, check yeah. it out. Go to our website, <laughs> pitchhunt.org. We all fall down sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, wait, that's all of the details. I guess we email each other yeah. sometimes. Please email us at will at pitchhunt.org. Or Jacob at pitchhunt.org. That's me. I'm Luke at pitchhunt.org. But there's no I'm in front <laughs> yeah. of that, just Luke. Yeah. At pitchhunt.org. And if you want to get in contact with all of us at the same time, Info at pitchhunt.org. Hell yeah. And I think there's. And if you'd like to get in touch with some of the actors from this film, you can hit up Paul Giamatti <laughs> at pitchhunt.org. John Cena at pitchhunt.org. All one word, all lowercase. <laughs> all lowercase. Jason Momoa's dong at pitchhunt.org. Jason Momoa's booty at pitchhunt.org. <laughs> A driver. At pitchhunt.org. A driver. A driver. He snapped that one up quick before somebody else could. He thought it was. He, he thought it was funny. He, he rarely responds. <laughs> He's a busy boy. He's done lots of stuff. All right, uh, yeah. listeners. Uh, it's that time. It's that time. Stay pitchy out there. And wait, did we decide that we're doing fantasy next time let's around? Let's just say that. Yeah. We will. Or should we do a Fast and Furious spinoff? In our RSS, I think <laughs> fantasy will be the next Can't one. Fantasy will be the next one, but keep keep your ears tuned for Fast and Furious spinoff because we will definitely do that. Yeah, sometime. that's a great idea. And a Frank and Furious episode. And a Frank and Furious I mean. episode. All right, uh, stay, pitchy, stay pitchy, and and we love you. We stay do love pitchy. you. Yeah, stay pitchy out there, folks. We love you, Ted. Say it this time. We love you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.